2: I've answered, what is the rapture? Why is the rapture? The rapture is coming so you and I as Christians don't have to experience what? The wrath of God on this world. We even know during that time there'll be 100 pound hailstones. The Bible tells us that. There'll be probably two-thirds of the world will be murdered and killed. It's gonna be a time unknown. I'm gonna share with you out of the book of Revelation what the people say that are experiencing those seven years don't miss it it'll be really good
0: lots of books and movies have been created concerning what christians call the rapture of the saints this event and the subsequent time of tribulation on the earth are somewhat shrouded in mystery when will these things happen jesus said that not even he knew when only the father knew pastor mark is teaching that because we can trust the bible in these regards We need to be prepared for these happenings. We need to be sure that we're in a right relationship with God. And if we care about others, we should be warning them to settle up with God too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, Eagerly Waiting.
2: Now watch what Paul teaches and what we believe. Verse 15. Notice Paul's first words. We tell you this. I'll read it out of the New Living Translation. Directly from the Lord. So this is not like Paul's idea. This isn't Calvary Chapel writing. This is God's word. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. I'll explain that very clearly to you in a moment. For the Lord himself, Jesus, will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have already died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still, still alive when this rapture happens, and remain on the earth, we will be, and I don't know, in your Bible, you'll have all kinds of words. This one says caught up. You can just circle that, caught up, in the clouds to meet with the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord for how long? Let's be excited about that. Then we will be with the Lord forever. This is not like a three-week vacation. We're going to be in heaven forever. That's exciting. That's exciting. Now, where is the rapture in those verses? I ask you to circle a word. Translation I had is caught up. Well, that is our English word rapture. Comes actually from the Latin. And it means this. It means to be caught up, to be snatched away. And really it means to be Snatched away instantly and quickly. Instantly and quickly and with force. It doesn't mean like a hot air balloon. It means to be caught up instantly and to be snatched away. Where are we today on this whole end times thing? We're here in the present, the church age. When Jesus went back to heaven... He established something called the church. Everybody that believes in him and has a personal relationship are part of the church. It's people. It's not a bill. It's not Calvary Chapel versus Presbyterian or Baptist or CAV or whatever you want to say. We're Christians. We're the church. And we have the responsibility of being Jesus on this earth so that we can get all This is the bottom line. Bottom line, everybody, everybody will end in one of two locations, heaven or hell. From where we are now to where we get there, lots of things happen. And here's the first thing you get to see. Notice we had the word rapture. There is coming a time, and I'll explain it to you, when God is going to send Jesus back into the air, into the heavens. He's not coming to the earth. That's why you see a little blue arrow that doesn't touch the earth, but just goes right back up. He's coming. And when he comes, he's coming for a reason. What happens after the rapture? tribulation. How many years does that last? Seven years. Where is that going to happen? It's on the earth. What is the tribulation? It's God's wrath. Well, Pastor Mike, I don't like that. God's a loving God. Yeah, but God's a just God. See, we know this. Whatever we reap, we normally sow. God's very patient. He's been waiting. But one day he's going to pay back For those people who have rebelled against him, continue to rebel against him, want to have nothing to do with him, get out of my life. And he's going to basically say, fine, I agree with you. And the wrath of God is going to be experienced in those seven years. So why do we believe there's a rapture? You'll see this in a moment. Because who is going to escape all of that? All the people that have already died, you're going to see miss that. And you and I as Christians are going to miss it. Now it's in a two phase kind of thing as you watch it. So when the rapture occurs, it's going to happen at a moment. And let me, we've just read some things. So I'll explain it to you very simply. The first people in the rapture to be resurrected are the people who are already in heaven. Now that sounds weird. So watch me. And this is very simple. This is biblical all the way through. Let's say tomorrow morning I die. When I die, where does my body go? No, my body goes where? Into the earth or to be what? Cremated. Is there any difference? Doesn't matter. All it does is speed up what happens in the earth. I'm going to be cremated. My wife's going to take my ashes and she's going to put them, she already told me, in roses in the backyard. And she's going to sit out in her chair and just think of what a perfect husband I was. She's, she's going to worship me, man. It's going to be great. Now, if, when I'm gone, then my spirit goes where? Into heaven. So when I'm in heaven, you text me if my wife immediately sells our house and moves somewhere else with this big hulk of a guy. You text me, would you? Because I'm going to say to God, we got to get even with this deal here. So I told her that last night, so she knows she can't sell the house in You're going to have to sit out there and go, man, he was an amazing husband. Well, maybe not. All right. But am I right? Am I right? When we die for a Christian, absent from the body, present, present with the Lord. Where is the Lord? He's in heaven. How many have loved ones already in heaven waiting for you? Can't wait to see them, huh? It's going to be gay. So what happens when the rapture occurs? Jesus appears in the air instantaneously. The people who have already died, they're here. They're here in heaven. And what happens? Their bodies are raised. You say, well, God can't put them back together. Come on now. How did we start? We started as dirt. Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm really just dirt. Go ahead and just tell them that right now. So that's not like a problem. It's not a problem. So what happens is God takes our body or the ashes. He brings them up into the air and we instantly get, if we've already died, our glorified body. The very next thing that happens is every Christian that's on earth, what happens? They're What's the word for rapture? Snatched away. They're instantly snatched away. And as we're headed to heaven, instantly we get our what? New glorified bodies. Where do we then go? Into heaven. Into heaven. How long will we be with the Lord? Forever. But there is a seven-year period that instantly begins on the earth of God's wrath. Now, what happens in that seven-year period? This is where the Antichrist comes. This is where there'll be a one-world government. There will be a one-world economy. There'll be a one-world religion. Do you think we're headed there already? Yes, we are. And God is going to pour out his wrath. Let me read you the scriptures, because I think you need to see it. 1 Thessalonians 1.10. Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. First Thessalonians, you don't need to turn there. First Thessalonians 5.10. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the people who have died, they're in heaven. They come back. They get their bodies. Instantly, they get their glorified body, and they go to heaven. You and I, we're snatched up. All believers all over the world. Probably two billion people will be gone in an instant to heaven let me ask you a question. What kind of confusion will there be on the earth when we're gone in an instant? Two billion people. I guarantee the Antichrist will have an explanation for it. But there's no explanation but the biblical explanation. Here's what I believe will happen. We know during those next seven years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people will become believers. Why? Because the minute we're gone, they're going to come looking for your Bible. They're going to come to the church looking for the tapes, the DVDs, the CDs. They're going to get to the podcast, and they're going to say this. My friend at work who shared with me that I should get right with God, if I don't get right with God, I'm going to get left. I'm left. They're gone. Their whole family's gone. Their streets with almost all the people are gone. There's people in government that are gone. There's corporations that have shut down. What they told me was true. And they're going to fall on their knees and repent. Now, will God take that? Yes, he will. But what will happen to most of those people during that seven years? They'll be persecuted. During these seven years, understand this. When the Antichrist comes, ruled by Satan, you will have to align with him. I don't have time today to go into all that. But you will have to align with him, which means you're going to have to take, you know the old deal, 666 on your hand or your forehead. If you take the mark of the beast, you have no chance of ever going to heaven, ever. But why would you take the mark of these? Because you can't buy, you can't sell, and you won't live. So if you refuse to do that, you have to find your own food, and how in the world are going to do that? You're going to run to the mountains and try to hide yourself. Because if they find you, they will kill you. There's all millions and millions and millions and millions of Christians who are going to be martyred during The tribulation. That's why we say to you today, understand, if you can't stand up this morning when I ask for people that need to get saved, if you can't stand up and say, Pastor Mark, I'm ready to accept the Lord. If you can't do it now, how in the world will you do it when you know that you'll be martyred for Jesus Christ? You say, well, I'm going to chance it. You're foolish. You're foolish. Now, we'll talk about this later, but there's a second coming coming at the end of the seven years, and that begins a thousand year reign on earth. All kinds of amazing things happen. Not sermon today. The rapture is the sermon. And then, of course, at the end of that thousand years, we get a new heaven, a new earth, and everybody ends up in one of two places, heaven or hell. I've answered, what is the rapture? Why is the rapture? The rapture is coming so you and I as Christians don't have to experience what? The wrath of God on this world. We even know during that time there'll be 100-pound hailstones. The Bible tells us that. There'll be probably two-thirds of the world will be murdered and killed. It's going to be a time unknown. I'm going to share with you out of the book of Revelation what the people say that are experiencing those seven years. Don't miss it. It'll be really good. Now, I've said, what is the rapture? Why the rapture? Here's another question. When is the rapture? I want to get ready for the rapture. When is it? Here's what Jesus says in Matthew 24, 36. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. Can after reading that verse, can you tell me when the rapture is? Can anybody tell me when it's going to happen? No, you can't. But what do we try to do? Predict it. Anybody hear of Harold Camping? The false prophet. Now, Harold Camping, supposedly Christian, and back in 92 predicted the rapture. It would happen in. Then in 94 he predicted it. And then in May of this year he predicted it. Every one of those times he was wrong. You don't understand. But people all over the world during all of those three times sold their houses, quit their jobs, moved all over the world to get ready for the rapture. All deceived, really not by Harold Camping, but by Satan. Let me ask you a question: What's today's date? Can somebody tell me that today's date? Anyway, Kevin, October what? Twenty third. October twenty third is October twenty third after October twenty one. How many would agree October 23rd is after October 21? When was the last time Harold Camping said that the rapture would occur? October 21. Anybody been snatched away? Now we laugh because he's wrong again. But understand the wisdom of Satan. He's not a godly man at all. In the Old Testament, false prophecy, stoned So what is Satan's goal? You go to work, and you tell them you studied the rapture this weekend. They're going to go like, really? Like the Harold Camping guy, huh? Kind of a culty you go to at that Calvary Chapel. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Now they don't believe it. They actually go, yeah, we've heard about it forever. Where is this coming? Who's behind that? Satan. He's the great. Deceiver. So understand, by the way, when's the next big public date that people say the end of the world's coming? Tell me when is it? 2012. Just look up the website. It's everywhere. In 2012, it's coming. But what did Jesus say to us? No one knows. Hello. So you hear somebody say it, just move away from them. By the way, if you happen to be in a church today where they're telling you the date, change churches please now here's what I do want you to write the next event on God's calendar is the rapture but it's signless we don't have any more signs that need to happen and basically it's dateless we just don't know but it is going to happen now, I know some of you are saying, well, Pastor Mark, this is great. Thanks for the interesting overview of the end-time events. I like your new graph. I could read it a lot better. Terrific. But how in the world does this stuff that you put up there have any practical application for me, especially since I don't know when it's going to happen? And, like, I'm going to work tomorrow morning. What? So what? Well, I want to give you about eight or nine so what's. So here's the first one I want you to write today. In other words... God tells us, so what? If it's coming, he tells us to do some things. How should we live knowing we're either going to die or we're going to go in the rapture? Number one, be knowledgeable. 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Paul says this. Just listen to me. Brothers, Christ followers... We do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep, who have died, or grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We don't want you to be ignorant. God doesn't want Christ followers to live uninformed about end time events. One of the most interesting areas of the Bible is the study of prophecy. Prophecy is simply this. God telling us what's going to happen in the future. And because God tells us what's going to happen in the future, he also tells us what to do now while we're eagerly awaiting for those things to happen. So what is the good of prophecy? Here's the good of prophecy. Prophecy keeps us tuned up spiritually. Mark 13 says this, so be on your guard. I've told you everything you need ahead of time. Let me give you an example of how that works. If you knew, and we can't, so don't miss this, if you stepped out of the room and come back in, what if we knew that the rapture would occur next Saturday? We can't. We don't know that. What if we knew? Would we live any different in the next seven days? Every single person would live different. I'd be more useful of my time. Would you go and call any of your neighbors, your friends, your relatives? Yes, you would. Would you be passionate? Would you be bold in introducing them to Jesus Christ? Yes, you would. Would you make sure that your life is like tuned up spiritually? If you were kind of playing around with sin, would you change it? Yes, you would. Because you what? You want to be right. You want to be left behind. But see, God doesn't give us a date because if we knew it was 2015, we just look like we want to live to 2015 a week before. Sebastian, Mark, I wouldn't do that. Oh, say yes, you would. You see, we know that when there's a date, we're going to kind of get ready for it. When I don't know, I should be ready, eagerly waiting all the time. Next thing you understand is this. Be ready. Be ready. And that's in Matthew 24. Let me read it to you. Therefore, Jesus says, keep watch... Because you do not know what day your Lord will come. Be watching. In other words, the rapture is going to be instantaneous. It's not like you're going to go home and here comes on your iPad or your iPhone or your Android phone or whatever. You hear a Fox News alert. And it says, the rapture is moving and it's on the west coast of Florida and it'll be here about 1130. Get yourself ready because you're going to be snatched up. (laughs) It's not like that. It's going to be instantaneous. Now take a look at this. Look how it reads. First Corinthians 15. Again, we have to be knowledgeable. Paul says this. Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die. Remember, you're either going to die or you're going to be raptured. It's only two options. But we will all be transformed. Talking to Christians, we're going to get our new bodies. It will happen in a moment. In the blink of an eye. Would you just blink your eye at your neighbor? How fast can you blink your eye at your neighbor? Go ahead. Blink. blink, blink. How fast is that? That's pretty fast. It will happen... In the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown, for when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. Same exact principle I said. The dead in Christ, those who have already died in Christ and are in heaven, they'll be rise first, and then we who are living will also be transformed, will be raptured. So the Bible says it's going to happen in the twinkle of an eye, in a blink of an eye. I knew because I deal with, I've done this for many years, and I deal with people hear what they say. Pastor Mark, I know what you teach is right. I know the Bible is right. I want to be a Christian, but I kind of want to wait until my deathbed to do it. Because I like to really enjoy what I'm doing now. There is pleasure in sin for a season. I'm having a great time. So I'm excited. Well, first thing I have to say to them, you don't know when your death's going to happen. Well, Pastor Mark, no, I don't. But I think the rapture is getting close. You've been telling me about it. I think it's getting close. So I'm going to wait just before the rapture, and I'm going to get saved. And I say to them, you've got to be kidding me. And they said, no, I've been practicing. Well, to get saved, you have to ask God to forgive you of your sins and receive him. So I said, all right, practice on me. Let's see how you do. Let's see how quick you can do it. Here we go. And so the person says this, God forgive and save me. No way. It's too slow. Well, okay. God forgive. Uh, Too slow. God, too slow. Gee, Too slow.
0: Today, Pastor Mark taught us more about the teaching of the rapture of the church. We learned that although it will be a wonderful thing for us, because we'll finally be with Jesus in heaven, it won't be at all great for those remaining on the earth. We need to develop the confidence to talk to people about Jesus, so that they will also have a chance to escape God's final judgment. Next time, Pastor Mark will complete the teaching eagerly waiting. He'll be emphasizing our need to live lives that honor God. We do that by being obedient to His commands despite the pressure we get from the world to do otherwise. Being that kind of example to those around us will demonstrate God's ability to radically change lives and give us hope. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series contagious, outrageous joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry